Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. To a certain extent, you're in charge of your future and the future of your family. You can't anticipate or stop everything, of course, but you can do a lot. For instance, how are your finances looking these days? Hmm. You're obviously, you've got to be cutting spending where you can, putting money back every chance you get. Are you saving for retirement, college funds for the kids, things like that? Did you see the stock market yesterday? Oh, it's a big bowl of joy. Please, more than ever, you should place a call to American Financing, a family-owned company. And for the past two decades, they've been helping people like you get their finances in better shape. In 10 minutes, you can get free mortgage review that could lead to saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe even a thousand. If you get a consolidation loan or a mortgage refi, you could end up saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand dollars a month. And you could skip up to two mortgage payments and close in as little is 10 days. So call American Financing now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. It is a very big week for the Supreme Court. There are some things that are coming down that you need you need to know and be prepared. It's much more than Roe versus Wade. It is also the possibility of stopping the Biden administration with all this environmental nonsense that is crippling our country. Mike Lee joins us to explain what happened yesterday with the Supreme Court and what is coming next. Stand by. We begin in 60 seconds. All right. So let me tell you about the Tuttle Twins. If you pulled your kids out of public school today and began homeschooling them, what would you do with subjects that you didn't know very well? Well, if you're smart, you'd give them books on the subject and you'd probably want those books to come from people who didn't, you know, have the goal in mind of indoctrinating your kids into some leftist ideology. But you instead wanted them to maybe perhaps, I don't know, learn something solid. Here's a book from the Tuttle Twins that I want you to have. Uh, I've talked to them. They're going to give it to you for free while supplies last. All you do is pay for shipping. It's called the Tuttle Twins and their amazing show business. It's a great way to illustrate to your kids or grandkids some of the fundamentals about the American way. It gives them opportunities to solve problems and encourages them to start their own business. You and your kids need to read this book, The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. You'll get it for free. Just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 
All right. Let me go to uh, Mike Lee, uh, the author of Saving Nine, a brand new book that's been out for, I don't know, about a month or so. Um, A great book on understanding why uh, and what the consequences are of uh, Joe Biden packing the courts. Senator, how are you, sir? Doing great, Glenn. Good to be with you. I'm not hearing anything in return. Is that a problem? It is kind of a problem. I think Senator Lee can hear me. Senator, are you there? Yes. Okay. Hear both of you. Hear, hear you loud and clear. Uh, I can't hear you. Okay? So. Uh, yeah, we, we're Somebody hearing you okay. Glenn, the music went out, by the way, halfway through. Glenn is getting uh, some uh, having some audio issues uh, at his location, Senator. Uh, but I know he wanted to talk to you about the Supreme Court. We have a bunch of big uh, decisions that are going to come down in the next couple of weeks. Obviously, the Dobbs case with abortion has been kind of the, the, the marquee one that everyone's been talking about, but can you kind of walk us through maybe a little bit on that one and, and what else we expect over the next couple of weeks? Sure. So with the Dobbs opinion itself, we're dealing with the question of abortion and we're dealing with whether or not it is a matter of federal constitutional law that the states may not regulate or restrict abortions in most circumstances. This has been the case more or less since 1973. Uh, the, the Supreme Court has stepped in and said this is a matter for federal judges to decide because federal judges, seven out of nine uh, Supreme Court justices sitting in 1973 decided that it was. The Supreme Court, based on the opinion, the draft majority opinion that was leaked from Justice Alito, it appears that the court is poised to undo the Dobbs ruling and undo this 49-year this aberration from the constitutional norm in which the Supreme Court has made this a question for Supreme Court justices rather than lawmakers. So that's a big one. Uh, there, there are still some other big cases left to be decided, including the New York Rifle and Pistol Association case. In that case, the, the court is looking at some Second Amendment issues, specifically whether it's constitutional for the state of New York to decide that in order to have a gun, people have to convince the state that they have an unusual right, an exceptional or extraordinary need to possess a gun and wield it outside their home. You see, the state of New York has in some ways relegated the use of the Second Amendment right to an individual's own home, and the uh, plaintiffs in that case are challenging them. So those could both be big blockbuster cases, and I I suspect they might come right down to the wire because typically the way it works at the Supreme Court is that the cases that are most hotly disputed are reserved to the end, partly because of the way the justices draft opinions and negotiate their release. So, Mike, um, hello and and welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us today. Um, There is also a fight. (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, there's also a fight over the EPA's power to uh, redistrict greenhouse gases. Um, And we've got a few things. Let me just let me just play this for you. Here's Gina McCarthy uh, from the uh, Biden White House. She's a climate advisor. Listen to what she said during an interview yesterday. 
And so the challenge is now that we're moving from denial to actually just trying to to disengage the public from understanding the values of solar energy, the values of wind energy, the benefits of clean energy. We have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. That's what the fossil fuel companies pay for. That's what folks who make money out of fossil fuels and don't make money and and, and don't care about saving consumers' costs. That's what they do. Wow. I, I can't believe this is coming from the administration, but also the Justice Department uh, is taking a series of actions to secure environmental justice for all Americans. They now have an Office of Environmental Justice. Mike, this is everywhere, and it's all being done just by the stroke of a pen in the administration. Tell me about this next case, and will it stop things like this? All right. So it's not going to stop the inclination of the left and of people on the left who hold high office in the executive branch from wishing that they could silence anyone who disagrees with them. But I think we can get to the heart of the issue. I think there is some potential uh, that uh, one or more of these cases pending before the Supreme Court involving the EPA's uh, vast sweeping authority could help rein in their power. Part of what breeds this kind of attitude, Glenn, is that over time, in part because of the way we've accumulated power in the federal government, we have allowed Congress to essentially delegate lawmaking power over to unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats mm-hmm. at agencies like the EPA. And once that happens, they start behaving uh, as if judge, jury, and executioner, as if they have the power to make and interpret and enforce the laws within their own little fiefdoms, which they actually kind of do. And so these these issues present constitutional questions, and those constitutional questions have reached a boiling point, and that's why I'm guardedly optimistic the court might rein in some of their power here. Guardedly optimistic. Yeah, uh, look, these things move I mean, at a glacial it, pace. It feels like we could. Ha- right. But it feels like this could be an incredible summer for people who believe in the Constitution. Yes. And that's a brilliant thing. That's a wonderful thing. You see, because it's one of the things that the founding fathers agreed upon is that uh, the lawmaking power is not delegable. You, you can't elect someone to be a lawmaker and then have that person delegate the task over to someone else. Uh, the, the, uh, Charles de Montesquieu, one of the most influential uh, political philosophers on the founding generation, uh, had explained that that is a non-delegable duty. We've gradually drifted away from that. And this is actually something I talk about a little bit in, in my book, Saving Nine, that once, we, uh, once FDR threatened to pack the court, then the, the court changed its approach to interpreting the Constitution. That opened the floodgates. And all of a sudden, the twin structural protections of the Constitution, federalism and separation of powers, meant less and less. That's how we get these almighty czars within these executive branch agencies who just think they have the power to do anything and everything, which they kind of do. 
And the Supreme Court has the potential to rein that in, and I hope and pray that they do this year. I want to take a uh, quick break, Mike, and then I want to come back and, and ask you for the the uh, cases that are now being announced tomorrow and then again on Monday and Wednesday of next week. The most consequential cases, the ones that can change America uh, for the better or for the worse, depending on on how they are decided. Um, we'll talk to Mike Lee about that coming up in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's real estate agents I trust. So if you put your house up for the market today, depending on where you live, chances are pretty good that you, you know, you could not only sell it in a heartbeat, but you'd get a really good price for it. Congratulations. Something to celebrate. However, have you seen what's happening in Canada? Canada, the the uh, Central Bank of Canada is moving interest rates up and they are now saying 18 percent. Of those who own homes in Canada, 18 can no longer afford the homes that they have. And 25% say if the interest rate goes higher, they won't be able to, to keep their home. They'll have to sell it. You can't have 25% of the market collapse. Uh, but good news. BlackRock will be there just to take that off of your hands. And even more good news. By 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Here's the thing. You need somebody who is aggressive, who really knows the market for the market that could be bad coming our way or the market that is still good in most cases. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you and find the right real estate agent fast. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Mike, we have the the uh, Coach Kennedy Supreme Court case. We have the gun case, um, the abortion case, the environmental case. What else is out there that we should be looking for that could be extraordinarily good or bad? Yeah, so I, I think you've covered the big ones that remain. You, you've got the administrative law cases, some involving the EPA, others involving the Securities and Exchange Commission both dealing with different questions about the delegation of lawmaking power and the extent to which these major Wait. legal questions, major policy questions can be decided by unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats. So that's is the category. SEC uh, is the SEC question the same. Does that fall under the same umbrella as uh, the one we just talked about with environmental yeah, yeah, EPA? So yes, yeah, it's, it's a different dispute. But it potentially raises uh, some similar questions on administrative law and on the appropriateness of major legal questions being decided uh, by unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats rather than by Congress itself. It, it at least presents the potential opportunity wow. for the court to address those issues. And so <clears throat> you've got those two. You've got the abortion case, Dobbs. You've got the gun case, New York uh, Rifle and Pistol Association, which I, I continue to think is a very important one, because uh, remember, um, 
the Supreme Court about, you know, 15 years ago uh, finally recognized the Second Amendment as providing an individual right. Um, but there are some parts of the country, including the state of New York, that have have tried to relegate that into nothingness uh, by saying, OK, what that means is you can have a gun on your own property, but you, it can't mean much more than that because you're going to have to get a permit if you want to actually take it outside of your home. And so that could be a very significant moment. I've got a very good feeling that the Supreme Court there is not going to say it's OK for a state to relegate the Second Amendment into nothingness by telling you that you've got to possess so, that gun only in your own home. So what does that mean for the red laws that have just been uh, or look like they're they're going to uh, become law? The red flag the laws. Red flag, yeah, red flag laws uh, raise a different set of questions. Um, red flag laws. Uh, have the, the potential to eliminate someone's due process rights. Remember, the, the Second Amendment provides a substantive constitutional right uh, uh, to having a firearm. In, in the case of a red flag law, well, you, you have the ability of the state to take away someone's gun right uh, based on accusations that they think someone might be unstable. And in some cases, they allow for uh, your gun rights or your guns themselves to be taken away uh, before you've had your day in court, before you've had any opportunity to present evidence, any opportunity to cross-examine uh, witnesses hostile to you or, or otherwise to, to address the accusations against you. And so that's uh, as much of a due process issue as it is a Second Amendment issue. And those questions aren't squarely presented in the New York rifle case. Okay, the 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 uh, red flag laws scare the dickens out of me just because if you just look at divorces, how many how many people own guns? How many guys own guns? The wife, you know, just kind of tolerates it. She's not anti-gun or whatever, but she's anti her husband. She goes to court and says, you know, he's threatened me before or he's done this. She can so easily say prior to and it could the worlds could be reversed but so so could easily say uh look you uh drop you know drop this or give me what i want or whatever otherwise i'm gonna tell them uh red flag and you'll lose all your guns and that will happen things like that uh in many different ways will happen yes they will happen and they do happen this is the way these sorts of things work. And, you know, we, we don't take away other fundamental rights that we acknowledge are fundamental based on whether we think someone needs it, based on whether we think uh, the person is deserving, at least not without due process. You, you wouldn't see that in other areas, and you, you shouldn't see that here. Before you deprive someone of life, liberty, or property, you, you, you've got to give them due process. Now, there will be those who will say, well, they are given due process because they can have a hearing under these red flags, under these red flag laws. Well, under mm. some of them, one could argue all of them in, in effect right now. Um, they do have a hearing, but very often it's after the deprivation has occurred, after it's already been stripped from them. Sure. One thing about due process, Glenn, is that it's got to occur before you take away someone's right, because the Fifth Amendment says that. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't deprive someone of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. 
that protects you against federal action, federal deprivation of due process. You've got a corresponding protection against the states in the 14th Amendment. And so due process means uh, review within court in a meaningful time when it matters. So, Mike, help, help me out on uh, help me out on uh, Joe Kennedy's case. How much of a difference will this make in our schools and uh, in the the public square? Here's a guy who was fired because he was spraying on the field. He wasn't trying to indoctrinate any of the kids or whatever. I mean, he wasn't doing anything that the transgender teachers are trying to do to our kids. Um how much of a how much will of an impact will this make? What are the ramifications? Okay, so they're big for him, and they're big for anyone who who wants to exercise his or her First Amendment right to pray, to pray, not in a coercive way, not to uh, make anyone feel left out because, but because it's what they want to do. He wasn't discriminating against any player who didn't want to join in. This is something important. And, you know, a, a team very often feels a lot of anxiety before a game, a lot of gratitude or sorrow after a game. It's not unreasonable for that person to want to pray and for members of the team to want to pray. So this shows a certain intolerance on the part of the left, an intolerance toward those who have religious beliefs. It's not something that we can tolerate. Uh, Intolerance is one thing that we as Americans don't tolerate very well, and we shouldn't. And when it comes to intolerance of religious belief, this is something so deeply rooted in our nation's history and tradition and culture that it would be a huge mistake to try to, to get rid of it. Um, I have one minute left, so um, I'm going to hold you over on the break if you can hang, because I've, I've got an important um, uh, question on what's been what's been going on. Uh, Mike, what do you expect coming out tomorrow? Do you have any idea? Yeah, n- no idea. There's there's almost no way to predict on which day a particular case will be decided. I do suspect that the most contentious case of the term. Uh, that is the Dobbs case dealing with abortion. That one probably comes out at the very end. I, I, I'm guessing that comes out the last week of June. Just so they can, uh, uh, just so they can get out of town quickly. I'm guessing, <laughs> and uh, avoid all the the warfare that could be on the streets. Mike, uh, great to talk to you. Hang on just a second. One more thing with uh, Senator Mike Lee on SCOTUS and all of the news of the day. Back in a second. The Glenn Beck Program. We all know uh, that we wish all of the cyber criminals, we, we wish we knew where they were located, you know, making uh, license plates on the other side of a high security fence. Right. The unfortunate true is, uh, truth is that they're, ava- they're, they're everywhere um, and they have access to our information and more and more of them all of the time. And their methods 
continue to get more sophisticated every day. This is why you need online protection with LifeLock. It's more important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet, and that's what LifeLock is there for. They can't catch everything. No one can, but they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, their restoration specialist will work with you to help you fix the problem quickly. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BECK. lifelock.com, promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Tuesday. We have Mike Lee with us, the uh, senator from the state of Utah, uh, the constitutionalist in the senator, and a how you can tell by the way they're pulling out all the knives in his reelection campaign. Um, you can you can tell by how much money they are spending on really all sides to make sure he doesn't go back. But uh, I don't think there's a problem with Mike Lee uh, going back. I, I have a to win but you never know um so please go out and vote and if you want to join his campaign mike what's your campaign is it mike or lee for senator mike for senator it's lee for senate.com that's lee for senate.com okay all right not available in all states um so first of all let me let me ask you mike on um the the bipartisan agreement that has happened on gun control. This seems, um, you know, it seems like common sense, some of it, but I'm a, I, I subscribe to the slippery slope thing. Uh, and especially with this administration, because they are using all levers of the administration and they have no intention of letting the American people have guns. So tell me where we are on on this. Well, look, we don't have legislative text yet. We've had some general principles outlined, and the general principles have been outlined differently depending on which member of the coalition you're talking to. They've been outlined in terms by some of the Republican members of the coalition that make it sound like it, it does very little, and been outlined by some of the Democrats in terms that make it sound very different than that. So... I'm waiting to see legislative text. Yeah. It, it is imperative when you're passing law or being asked to support the passage of law that you see the actual legal text uh, before you decide what you're going to do on it. Uh, it's concerning to me that you've got people jumping onto this thing, even members of the coalition jumping onto it, who are signing onto the agreement in principle and therefore to, to what they imagine to be the eventual bill without ever having seen it. That's a big problem. And they're saying that they're not going to force any states, but they're tying money to this, correct, for states? Yes, and that is a concern that I have, even outside the gun context. It worries me when we start to tie, we give money to states, and Mm -hmm. we're trying to achieve a particular federal policy outcome. And we therefore tie the receipt of those state funds 
to the implementation of whatever Congress's preferred policy is. And so uh, we have yet to see how that one's going to work, how it's going to be phrased. That could be of concern independently. How is the um, uh, how's the January 6th hearing playing inside the Capitol? Well, look, it's all the rage on the House side. It's all the rage among Democrats. They love talking about it. They love thinking about it. They love thinking about talking about thinking about. And it's all they can get (laughs) into their head. They literally can't get enough of this stuff. But, uh, you know, the truth is, uh, according to the polls that I've seen, very, very few Americans are focused on that. You know what they're concerned about? Uh, They're worried about three things. Inflation, uh, and then inflation, and then the next thing after that is uh, is inflation. They're terrified about what this is doing to them. You know, Glenn, the average family in my state, in Utah, shells out an additional $800. This is up just from last week. $800 a month, every month, relative to what they were paying at the beginning of 2021, just for their basic monthly household expenses. They're not getting anything new for that. That's wow. almost ten grand a year, $9,600 a year that the average Utah family is paying for that. And you get slightly different numbers all across the states. That's, that's uh, roughly the number in Utah. People are concerned about that. And so, look, this is the Democrats' effort. Don't be deceived. This is what the Democrats are doing to try to distract. This is their shiny object that they're waving wildly while they try to get you to think about anything other than the inflation brought about by Joe Biden's reckless spending. Well, there's a couple of things I want you to I want you to hear. Here is uh, the uh, new press secretary for the president yesterday on inflation. Listen to this. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now? Meaning the stock market. All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been wiped out. So, as you know, we're watching, we're watching closely. Uh, we know families are concerned about inflation in the stock market. Uh, that is something that the president is, is really aware of. And so, look, we face global challenges. We've talked about this. Uh, this is, we're not the only country dealing uh, with what we're seeing at the moment as it relates to inflation. You know, Putin, Putin's price hike, inflation uh, coming, coming uh, out of a once-in-a-generation uh, global pandemic, all, all of those things play a factor. And, uh, and you know, it, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, oh, under this president, under this president in wow. the last 16 months. It, what gains would they I mean, they are having fever dreams. I No idea. You tell me. Yeah, I, I, I can't Incredible. me understand this, whether they're thinking no one's listening or they're thinking, well, if the White House press secretary said it, I mean, she works for the president of the United States so much, she must be right. In my experience, Glenn, that's not what's happening. And in my experience, that's not how people react to things like this. You, you, you can't tell someone, can't spit on someone and then tell them it's just raining and expect them to believe it. Mike, um, let me play one more clip. for. This is from MSNBC. Now, I remember what the left was saying about, you know, the Build Back Better bill. 
Listen to what they're saying now. This is MSNBC economist and former head of the auto task force, Steve Ratner. Listen to this. I just wonder what would have happened if progressives had gotten their six trillion dollar wish earlier this year. Yeah, in an ironic way, you almost have to thank Joe Manchin for blocking that because six and a half trillion dollars of spending in this economy would make these numbers look small. Yeah, look, we had yeah. a we had a huge budget deficit. We had an unbelievably aggressive reaction by the Fed to the pandemic. You can kind of understand why they were trying, but they just tried too hard. And now we're all going to pay the consequences in a very, very tough environment over the next year or two while this gets sorted out. Do they, does the GOP, Mike, have any clue? Um, I mean, is there anybody there that is really saying we have got to hold the line on spending because look at the devastation that is coming our way? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, speaking for Senate Republicans, I would say every single one of us feel that way. Now, that, that of course, is a question that's separate and distinct from a question of whether we will hold to that uh, once we get into into the majority, which I believe is coming very soon. Uh, but yeah, every single Republican senator feels that way and feels that way very, very strongly. By the way, that clip you just played, knowing that it comes from MSNBC, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a short time that the indication yeah. is upon us, right? I mean, more than anything else we're seeing, the fact that MSNBC <laughs> is acknowledging... <laughs> Emperor Biden has no clothes. Good heavens. That's amazing. I know. It is incredible. Um, one last thing. The the um, fear here is that, um, you know, nobody, no Democrat has really come out and condemned. The White House hasn't come out and strongly condemned uh, the guy who was trying to shoot Kavanaugh. Um, you've got the streets around the Supreme Court now blocked. What's coming, Mike? Okay, so what's coming is that they're still on their campaign, just as I predicted in my book, Saving Nine, as I explained in Saving Nine, how this all fits in. They're trying to delegitimize, denigrate, and isolate the Supreme Court. This is right out of the FDR playbook. Remember, it was, it's Franklin D. Roosevelt who is the role model. He's the idol of Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants to become... Yep known as the modern living reincarnation of Franklin D. Roosevelt. So right out of the FDR playbook to do that to the court. And so it, because they don't like what they saw in Justice Alito's masterfully written opinion uh, in the Dobbs case, they're trying to do that to the court to prepare to pack the court so that they can continue to use the court as their way of getting around those pesky provisions of the Constitution they don't like and reinventing others that don't exist. What is the difference um, between what has been going on in the streets with our Supreme Court and terrorism? Is, isn't terrorism, um, can it be defined as people who are trying to incite violence or, or I shouldn't say incite, People who are bringing violence and threatening lives with an intent to carry those things out uh, um, and safety is the exchange for doing things their way. Yeah, that's basically it. There's usually also an element of uh, ideology driven desire 
uh, and aspiration to influence opinion or force people to succumb. But yeah, that, that's that's it in a nutshell. And uh, I, I think there's some of that going on here. And the fact that it also serves their purpose of uh, allowing them to get headlines, allowing them to bring about negative headlines on the Supreme Court from the uh, mainstream news media outlets who dutifully repeat everything they say without question uh, on these topics. Um, yeah, this uh, this works out great for them as they see it. The only problem is, as I explained in Saving Nine, all of these things ultimately endure to the detriment of everyone in society. Whether you agree or disagree with what the court might do in Dobbs, this hurts everyone. We must have, Glenn, I can't emphasize this enough, the Supreme Court, not the most important branch, not the most powerful branch of government, but it is the linchpin of everything else. It's the keystone of our system of government. If we don't have an independent federal judiciary headed by an independent Supreme Court, we lose our Constitution. Nothing else stands. Nothing else will protect our rights if we don't have that. And so that's why it's so imperative, and that's why I felt so strongly about this topic. I was so concerned about what they were going to do that I wrote Saving Nine. Uh, but, yeah, they are not condemning uh, the attacker. In fact, Joe Biden said, and he's never retracted this, he said through Jen Psaki just a few weeks ago that he supports people showing up at the Supreme Court justices' homes to protest to try to influence them. That is a crime under 18 U.S.C. 1507. And so it's it's, uh, up to the rest of us to acknowledge the kind of lawless behavior that President Biden is promoting and to call it out so that this proceeds no further. Mike Lee, senator from uh, the state of Utah. You can um, get involved uh, with his campaign at uh, LeeForSenate.com, LeeForSenate.com. Mike, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you, Glenn. Our sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. The world of business has gotten harder uh, uh, to uh, exist in especially if you have integrity. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Everywhere you look, companies are um, are kowtowing to the woke and the woke left because they've been bullied into thinking there is only one way. And where the left's bullying leaves off, their support of EFG scores will and, in fact, is now taking order. Um, you, you really need to um, start doing business with Companies that are not part of ESG. If you don't know what ESG is, please read my book. It came out uh, earlier this year. It's called The Great Reset. Make sure you get the book. By the way, I just saw on Amazon yesterday that those books that say, you know, uh, the the, uh, shorthand version of Glenn Beck's book, those aren't authorized. They were printed before they even had my book out. Uh, be really careful. Make sure it's the great reset by me um, uh, and you'll get all the information you need. But those companies are few and far between that have the balls to stand up against the onslaught of this nightmare scenario for our economy. 
Patriot Mobile is there. Patriot Mobile has plans that will fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team gives amazing personal service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, for constitutional rights, for the sanctity of life. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You're going to save a lot of money. Plus, if you're a first responder or a veteran, you also get a discount. So get free activation with the offer code BACK at PatriotMobile.com slash BACK or call 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you tell them the promo code BACK and save even more. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash BACK. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Tuesday. It's Flag Day, which is very exciting. Um, you know, I know the mayor of District of Columbia has uh, spent a lot of tax money on these uh, flags to line the streets uh, with uh, stars, uh, with 51 stars on the flag. And that's good for her. Good for her. Is but it? it's racist if you don't agree with her. Mm, yeah, yeah but probably. Yeah fascinating sure. um i know everyone yeah. shockingly i don't know if you know this everything is racist and the uh, the one piece of pushback i've seen on hmm. the, the, there's a part of this gun bill where they say uh basically you can check uh juvenile mental health records so if you you're in an asylum for six months when you're 17 that shows up on your background check when you're 18 and want to buy a gun and the one piece of p- pushback I've seen is from people like AOC, who are saying, well, it's going to be racist yep. if you look at juvenile records, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, like, all these things mm-hmm. are going to wind up in 10 or 15 years, these new gun laws, when they wind up disproportionately hitting people in inner cities, they're going to wind up being all racist. So I look forward to the total transition on all mm-hmm. of these points. This is the Glenn Beck Program.